27 degrees in Lynchburg, Roanoke, Danville, and Salem. 26 in Bedford and Amherst. 28 in Appomattox. Are you ready for some L.U. football? Oh, Lord. Plains Nation, rise to your feet. Be early. Wear red. Oh, wow. And make some noise. I'm going to have to take that. I'm I'm, going to need that. I'm not going to use it. You're going to need that. Well, I'll tell you what, folks. It's going to be exciting. I'm going to need that to get rid of it. (laughs) (laughs) I've got headphones on. (laughs) It was loud. uh, Well, it'll clear clear out your ears there. Yeah. But uh, uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, the boys from the bayou are coming to the mountains to play the mountain boys. And we're going to have a clash of geographical landscape here tomorrow night. Louisiana Tech is coming into town, and even though that they may be midway in the conference, that's not, that's not going to be anything for Liberty to to set, to uh, to hold back because if they can secure a win tomorrow night, we will have the home field advantage of the conference championship. What a year it's been! Because September we went four and zero. October we went four and zero. Tomorrow night we start the November campaign for going four and zero. So this is just an incredible year. We had no idea we were going to turn out like this. So Louisiana Tech, we're going to be ready for them, and I hope that the fans are ready for them too. Because, like I said, tomorrow night, watch those headphones. They're coming. <laughs> well, yours isn't Make- too bad. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's because he's right next door to you, girl. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> This That's one right. minute ad for Liberty University football is unauthorized. Has not been. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right, exactly. Oh no, we're 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 big Liberty fans, and especially this year, we have been absolutely um, t-boned in a good sort of way with this uh, team. Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. well, yeah. we'll have so to good. we'll have to wait and see what happens tomorrow. What time's the game, Kev? Uh, kickoff is at six oh two. Okay, what, uh, that's what it says. So uh, it's. Uh, you know they're flying in today, uh, yeah. Louisiana Tech, and it's it's gonna now it's tomorrow night. The weather is going to be absolutely drop dead gorgeous with a little bit of fall hint there. So bring a couple sweaters, bring your blankets, and uh, uh, it's it's gonna bring be your cowbell like apparently. Bring your cowbell. Oh, I, I you rang it one more time you, just you for you. No, you I put it in the bag. It. I put it in the bag. So I rang help it. Me. I rang it from my bag. That's come over there. She the is. I may have to have you come and stand between I'm us. I'm working on trouble. a little bit of a headache now. <laughs> Just oh, a little really bit. Well. <laughs> that's, Just, that's what Advil for, honey. It's like <laughs> right Advil. here. I'm sorry. Yeah. Right there, right here. All right, buddy. Well, anyways, well, we'll have to catch up next week and 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 debrief. <laughs> All right. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this before you go. So yes. this is a home game. And this is homecoming. Yes, okay. Yes, ma'am. So. I have been paying attention when you call, despite my lack of sports knowledge. And uh-huh, you say uh-huh. they don't play quite as well at home. You say they get a little sloppy when they're home. That is correct. You think that that's going to be the case? 
We will find out tomorrow night which team shows up. Mm-hmm. It depends where it depends where their head is at and where their heart will be. You're right. Uh, but you're right. You know, not no argument here. Okay. Uh, it's the truth. All right, so y'all better gonna, tighten up. Kevin's watching that's you. Right. That's, <laughs> All right. That's right. That's right. Because if they don't tighten up, <laughs> the cowbell will get you for sure. All That'll right. Be a call. Is All that, right, buddy. Okay. All right. Thanks for the call, my All friend. Right, so, so yeah, we'll talk to you Monday. Okay. Take care. Have a great weekend. You Go too. Bye. Bye. <laughs> so, do you ring the cowbell when you're happy with them, or do you ring the cowbell well when they're performing poorly? That's a great Help question. Help me understand. I, well, I, we go nuts when they do something great. I mean, we just right, literally so you go ring, nuts so with you the, ring the bell. And you need to thank Mr. T for that cowbell. He actually gave me a, a full-blown cowbell. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Um, yeah, we, I mean, we do it. We will make some noise if something silly goes on, a bad call or whatever. We'll, mm-hmm. We're ringing. We'll, oh, okay. We'll yell. So and, it's So it's like. It accents everything. It does. It's everywhere. When someone on the other team screws up, do you do it then? Yeah, because that benefits us. We'll ring it. Yeah. Because I will tell you, I watched something recently Mm -hmm. where they had wired up fans. Yes. Okay. And people were, they actually had more serotonin boosting and more joy when the opposing team screwed, screwed up, up right. than they did when their team did, did well. Good. I know. That's interesting. That's not a good reflection I, I on know, humans. I know. I, well, that's kind of how general. we are, though. I mean, you know, jeez. Yeah. All right. This isn't the a good reflection. The bigger they are, the harder they fall scenario, I guess. This isn't a good reflection either. Uh, there is an alarming new trend emerging in younger Americans, particularly Gen Z. Now, the good news is they're drinking less than previous generations, right. skipping alcoholic beverages on dates, but researchers are warning they're compensating mm-hmm. what they lack in alcohol. They're making up with pot, and that could lead to some serious health complications. A new report from Berenberg Research found that Gen Z respond- respondents were drinking over 20% less per capita than millennials did at the same age. Which is why the Bud Light thing makes even more sense, since you're relying on older generations. Brilliant. Furthermore, 64% of Gen Z respondents anticipated they would drink less frequently when they grow older versus today's older generations. They say they drink less because of health and hangover-related concerns, as well as the fear of being judged by peers or parents. So you're giving up the booze, but you're token up. And you don't think you're going to be, people are going to look down on that. Right. Because I have to tell you. That's after a nasty you, smelling stuff. That's after for you sure. drink a beer, mm-hmm. you're not going to reek up my living room when you walk in. Right, right. Pretty sure mom's going to know. Yeah. If you uh, if you do that. that. None of that makes sense to me. Uh, Sam Shaw, strategy director at the Behavioral Insights, Canvas 8, said his company has recently explored the sober curious trend among Gen Zs, also known as damp drinking. Mm-hmm. While some say the social media and camera phones are driving soberness with Gen Z concerned about the consequences of being captured out of control, let's go with that feeling. Right. Shaw said the bigger story is about respect and control. Prior generations used to drink as a way to escape from reality. They used soberness to stay in the room. They just wanted to tune in, not out. Being drunk on a date, losing control just doesn't seem like a smart idea. Mm. In this context, soberness is simply understood as a positive life choice. 
the survey from a dating app Hinge found that three out of four users prefer not to go out for drinks as a first date. Gen Z are also more likely than millennials to pick alcohol-free first dates, which should always be the case. Mm. Um, So one of the problems that they're concerned with is that while you may think you're having sober dating, you're really not. I mean, if you're if you're smoking pot, you're still not sober. Right. Right. Exactly. I mean, your response time and. Right. It's not going to be good. Um, so while giving up the alcohol is good, um, the pot, not good. Mm-hmm. There are signs, positive signs involving trends with drinking. Absolutely. I don't want to take away from that, said one of the uh, the, the doctors, researchers. But there's strong evidence that for a relatively large percentage of Gen Zers, a reduction in alcohol has coincided with an uptick in pot use. Despite the typically positive portrayal of cannabis by the media, the Swarovski Karen treatment head of psychiatry said the drug is far more harmless for susceptible individuals. He also acts as the corporate medical director, said the pandemic and previous prevalence of working remote had led to more Americans experimenting with pot to reduce stress and anxiety. However, it can uh, make every mental health condition worse, Mm -hmm. not better. Let's read that again. Cannabis consumption, according to leading psychiatrists, say that it can make every mental health condition worse, Mm -hmm. not better. Mm -hmm. Which is why, you know, when you see these mass shootings, when you see these people, you know, going crazy with machetes. and things, We've seen it. Right. Yeah. Ultimately, over time, the neurotransmitter balances toward what we would say is an excitation rather than relaxation. So you end up with a situation where you get heightened anxiety and most certainly depression. Yeah. Marijuana has led to more severe mental health ramifications for those with certain predispositions. For susceptible individuals, marijuana leads to psychosis. I have a dear friend who I love, Mm -hmm. whose son had a psychotic break Mm. because of pot. Right. And it's irreversible. Mm. It's not going to go back. Right. That's an alarming trend. It it is. One of the things, though, that I do think is positive about this lean into soberness Mm -hmm. is they are coming up with a lot of not CBD-related things, but herbal trends toward wine replacements and Mm -hmm. things like that. Um, and I, I use one. Okay. It's, it's called Stop Your Whining hmm. by the apothecary shop. It's woman-owned. It's in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And it does work. Yeah. Interesting. So there's, there's a lot of things out there now that are, are certainly different options than wine. This is um, interesting how times have changed. This is a commercial from 1987, my favorite pot commercial. There you go. Two guys smoking pot. And, you know, not getting jobs. Oh, the and, times they are changing. Yeah, this is, this is how we used to think about pot on the airwaves. Didn't make me do anything different. In fact, I'd say I'm exactly the same as when I smoked my first joint. Daddy, did you even look for a job today? <laughs> no, Ma. I, I called him this morning. Marijuana can make nothing happen to you, too. 
crack the windows, man. Yeah. Mom yeah. might smell it. I mean, that's what we used to think. I thought you were going to play, this is your brain. Oh, this yeah, is your brain, brain on, on drugs. drugs. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that was another one. It was another great commercial. Mm-hmm. This is those two well, basically that was, losers. That was when America had the pot. philosophy of just say no to drugs. Right. That was my generation. Mm-hmm. Just just say no. Avoid it. Don't, you right. know. Um, not so much nowadays. I, 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 too. Thankfully, I, I've had a couple of friends over the years. Uh, one I went to high school with just just really never got beyond it you know it was sort of a phase for some of us and some didn't get over it and they just one of them ended up losing his life in his 40s it was so tragic he just died he just he had Mm. just done so much you know pot yeah over a 25 year plus period Mm -hmm. it just ended up taking his life yeah and um just That's sad. It's just very sad because life is definitely worth living. Mm-hmm. And we'll have a Friday funny coming out of this break to prove so kind of break it. Break it up a little bit. Gum it. It is uh, 719 here on the Morning Jam. Thanks for joining us on this Friday funny day. You found the right choice. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. the rebirth of Common Sense Talk Radio. We are the Morning Jam. On the Virginia Talk Radio Network. I like going to the corn maze during Halloween. That's fun. You guys ever heard? You guys usually, there's usually at least one person's like, yeah, you guys are like, what is a corn maze? If you've never been to one, it's like an, you get lost. You're paying to get lost. It's like going to an outdoor Ikea. <laughs> it is a strange concept, though, paying to get lost. I think, I think next year we're just going to give our car keys to a stranger at the mall. <laughs> All right, leave it, leave it at the car parking garage on the third level. Don't go any... Right, we'll come back an hour later. Ooh, where's our Honda? Ooh, this is spooky. <laughs> there was a couple that got so lost at the corn maze, they called 911. <laughs> I mean, it's corn. Couldn't you just like push it out of the way? Like, come on, let's go, let's go, right? Was it just some guy that was like hard hit? I never asked for directions, Tammy. (laughs) Give me another energy drink. (laughs) Just mow it over. Oh my gosh. 866-916-3776. Dr. Harbaugh on the line wanting to talk about the pot story. Good morning. Hey, Mark. Hey, Janet. Hey. Hey, um, Hey, you know, pot. Uh, not only has negative effects on your mental activities, like your cognitive ability and your reflexes and so forth, but it's uh, it's much harsher on harsher on your lungs than cigarettes are. Mm. And um, there there have been some studies I've read before that have uh, said that um, it's more likely to cause bronchitis and emphysema than cigarettes because really? it's unfil- it's unfiltered. Okay, and yeah. The smoke is har- yeah, yeah, and the smoke is harsher than regular cigarettes. You know. So, so that's uh, that's something to think about too. So as a doctor, I mean, we've seen this trend coming for a while, right. Uh, right? Kind of making pot seem like it's harmless and it's not a big deal. Right. And we've been saying for years that it's a very dangerous thing for our young people. So while they're they're drinking right. less, they're doing more pot. That's not better, right? No, no, it's absolutely not better. And uh, you're right; it is, it is a dangerous, dangerous problem. And uh, 
you know, not only, as I said, with your mental abilities, you know, if you smoke pot and drive, you know, you're, you're just completely, uh, you're just as stoned as you would be if you were drunk. (laughs) Right. Your, your reflexes are Mm -hmm. down, you know, your abilities are down, your, your thinking abilities are down. Mm -hmm. And, you know, who knows, who knows these days if you have pot, which could be laced with fentanyl. Right. You know, that's another another thing to think about. Yeah, didn't even think about that. I don't know how we got to a place where we're living in a country where they will ban menthol cigarettes, but pot's fine. Right. Right, exactly. Or cocaine in the White House. Right, that's right. Yeah, exactly. uh, While we have you, and and I I don't want to argue this point, but I do want to talk about some of the benefits of what we've experienced through understanding marijuana a little bit better, some of the different CDB things. Can you address some of that? What's your feeling on all that? Well, that doesn't have THC in it, though. Right, but it's still a byproduct. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think CBD products are fine, and I think there are benefits, definitely. We have lots of patients who use CBD products for, you know, for musculoskeletal pain, chronic pain, that kind of thing, also to help them relax and sleep at night. So I think as long as you're using the ones without the THC, I think there are definite benefits, and um, I think that, uh, you know, especially within the musculoskeletal arena, people who have, uh, you know, neck pain or back pain, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Chronic pain seems to be a place where you can use the CBD product right. with, uh, with, with different kinds of chronic pain. And, you know, as, you get, as we get older, we're all having those chronic pain in our, pains in our back, in sure. our neck, knees, and so forth. So, yeah, things yeah are right. I think that's a good, good place. Okay. Yeah. All right. I just wanted to get your, your, your vibe on that. And like, like Janice says, that it's minus the THC, yeah. but uh, it just seems yeah, like there's, the been a, there's been a – uh, I mean, you can you can get it now at a Seven Eleven. It's the last thing you see before you right. check out. Well, but here's the other thing, and and Dr. Harvey may want to weigh in on this. A lot of people think Delta Eight doesn't have THC in it, but it does. Right, right. That does. That's true. That does. So you definitely don't want anything with the THC because that's what imp- that's the that's the part that impairs your cognitive cognitive abilities. Right. So that's the part you don't you don't want. But yeah. CBD, I think, has, has definite benefits, and I see just a lot of people, a lot of our patients use that, and I and I do see benefits in mm-hmm. terms of their, you know, their chronic uh, musculoskeletal issues, chronic back pain, and so forth. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's great. That's, that's fine. Yeah, that's a yeah, good that's thing. A good thing. Well, Absolutely. thanks so much for calling in this morning. As always, we appreciate it. You bet. Have a good uh, weekend. Guys. You too. You too. Take care. Dr. Harb checking in. This yeah. morning, it's uh, 727. If you would like to check in on, you know, if you were like Salty, went to the Pancake <laughs> Jamboree and want to talk about it. Man, he hit it early, too. He did. Yeah. <laughs> I guess him and Delmont hit it. He couldn't. It's funny when you're on the phone, people still want to talk to you. Right. I'm on the radio, he said. Mm, that's right. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, I'm going to go down there a little bit later this morning, uh, meeting one of my buddies around 1130. Would love to. Would love to see you. Maybe one of these years we could flip pancakes later on in the day or something. Uh, yeah, I've done that. And I could a watch time or you two. and learn. <laughs> I'd kind of hover over you. Well, yeah, if you get Here, really Mark, good at it. Here's the flipper. Here's the spatula. <laughs> the key is you have to make sure that the the griddle is treated properly. Mm-hmm. So you got to make sure there's plenty, you know, of oil on there. Mm-hmm. And then you have to leave the pancake alone until all the bubbles show up. And then when the bubbles show up. Then you may flip it. So the bubbles show up, but do they bubble and they pop, right? So you see the well, holes they, but you need where bubble, they were. You need bubbles everywhere. Okay. Once you have bubbles everywhere, you may flip 
Otherwise, you're going to have a doughy middle, and nobody wants that right, with right, their pancake. Right. No, so, I get it. Just saying. I get uh, it. It's been going on since 6 o'clock. It's going to go on until 7 o'clock tonight if you're in the Lynchburg area and you want to take that in. Hey, uh, can we talk about the speaker? Because we're going to hit the break here in just, just a minute. We're this, probably going to have to do this afterwards, yeah, let's, maybe. Let, that's what I mean. Yeah. Uh, let's do it in the next so, segment. So, uh, Speaker Johnson... Uh, of course, immediately getting attacked because he's, you know, conservative, takes sure. a biblical worldview. Uh, now he's getting defended by a lot of Americans because the latest accusation is uh, the, does the Speaker of the House live paycheck to paycheck? That'll make him more relatable than ever <laughs> if that's the case. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We learned this week that he's a adjunct professor at Liberty. Right. Which some people are like, how dare he? Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. So apparently he has never listed a bank account on his financial disclosure. And on his newest disclosure, he doesn't list a single asset at all, which I don't know. It's, That's it's, a rare animal up there in D.C. Yeah. They they say he doesn't have enough money in his bank account to trigger the checking account disclosure rules. And I don't know exactly how much that, that is. that number is, yeah. But um, is, he, is he raising a family? I don't know much about yes, the guy. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, he is. he's probably enduring those expenses. And some people keep their home, like wherever he's from, they keep well, their home back in me wherever, up. Louisiana, I think. So he's one of the few that hasn't gone in and then come out a millionaire. Right. To me, that's a plus. Yeah, absolutely. But now if he's hiding things, that's not that's, cool. That's, that's, that's different. a different story. And we'll know because he's getting the anal exam. Absolutely. You know, they're not doing anything By with Biden. everybody. Right. Biden's getting away with, you know, millions, millions and millions. Yeah. And this guy. From you know, China. He's got $30 in his account. <laughs> 28 degrees in Appomattox, 26 in Amherst, 28 in Salem, Roanoke, and Danville, 26 in Bedford, 27 in Lynchburg. It's pretty clear everywhere. Okay. So, clear and chilly. I love it. I love it. I love it. Other than the leaves. My father-in-law let me borrow his um, his leaf blower, his, his gas-powered one. Oh. So, I got something with some power now behind me. Oh, you have, <laughs> you have an electric one? I have an electric one, and then I have a battery-powered you know, powered one as well. So. Well, you know, you're not supposed to be using the gas, the evil gas-powered well, one. Well, I'm going to use it until, you know, they outlaw it. They come and take it. <laughs> which could be soon. I think, didn't We're they? We're going to need your guns and your gas-powered right. leaf blower. <laughs> I think please. they uh, don't sell them in California anymore. Of course I they don't. I think they've outlawed them. It has to be all. I mean, everything we order <laughs> is outlawed in California. Right. Everything well, has a sticker it, yeah. on, not safe to use in California. Well, I'm not in California, <laughs> so there you go. All right, Rocky Mountain Police. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are trying to track down two people caught on camera, not for stealing candy, like the story we had earlier. Right. Uh, they are. Uh, they were captured on November 1st, and they're not saying why they're trying to identify them. Okay. But they want the, the uh, community's help in finding them. The photos are pretty, pretty good. Uh, yeah, that one's pretty close. All right. Uh, so if you're in the Rocky Mountain area, particularly, you might want to go online and try to find those right. Rocky Mountain Police Department. I think they put that out on their social media uh, and that type of thing. Obviously, they're doing something they're not supposed to be doing. So see if you can help them out. Yeah. Hey, our friend Matt Holly, who uh, works with the Builders Association, he's president. Yeah. And he's uh, he's over there, got a place over in the... Uh, uh, it's in Campbell County. I'll, okay. I'll leave it at that. And he shares uh, uh, an area with a guy, and he got a call the other morning, 
hey, uh, two of my trucks were stolen, one of them with a trailer and a bunch of equipment. Lord. Um, you know, the value, estimated value of everything that was taken is $150,000 worth wow. uh, criminal investigation there in Campbell County. Uh, it led uh, investigators uh, this to a Deer Creek Drive uh, where they executed a warrant on uh, this particular property where they found one of the trucks and uh, a bunch of the equipment. One truck is still missing, and this is where we could use your help as a listener. It is a white four-door Ford um, F-250. It's white with kind of a goldish-looking thing at the bottom part, which is rare on these trucks. It's 2001. It's all white except for this gold part that's at the bottom only. You know, the last six or eight inches there of the quarter panel is kind of a goldish-looking color. It's got nice wheels and tires on it. Uh, this is still out there missing. If you see the truck, and it's got a very unique license plate if they haven't taken it off, it's uh, S-P-O-A-T-Y, Spody. And that's the license plate, personalized license plate. Uh, call the sheriff's department right away. Dial 911. Don't try to be a hero or anything like that. And um, they would love to be able to find this uh, this remaining vehicle that's, uh, that's out there. Again, most of the equipment was recovered, which is great. Ironically, this gentleman has a business, and his employees uh, found and surrounded the place where they found it until the sheriffs could get there. And then the search warrant came, and, and they were able to do what they needed to do. So uh, a lot of a lot of thievery going on out there, Janet. And they're and they're not messing around just taking something off your front yard. They stole two trucks with trailer with a trailer and a bunch of equipment. Hmm. Well, I think there's a lot of that. Mm. I, I mean, I had a friend um, who who had a very similar mm. situation. Situation. Okay. So I, I think we're seeing that everywhere. Yeah. A Danville Public Schools looking for uh, a better way to improve every school in the division with the help of students, parents, and staff. During Thursday night's school board meeting, the Danville City School Board heard about the comprehensive school improvement plan that was being implemented in two of their schools. Dr. Misty Williams, director of leader quality, said all 14 schools are creating their own plan. Dr. Williams said the school's plans were built off a survey that's through the Department of Justice uh, Michelle Ramsey, who serves as principal at the Galileo Magnet High School, and Mildred Richardson, who serves as the principal of Woodbury Elementary, presented to the board their individualized plans. They both stressed the importance of collecting data first before creating a plan. We take the pieces of data, look at that, see what we need to focus on in areas of growth, continued growth, and continued improvement. We looked and said, what can we keep? What can we get rid of? Ramsey said students were able to weigh in uh, on, on everything uh, about uh, bullying and uh, to education. Very smart of them to do that. Mm -hmm. Not to just go in and say, we know what's best. We're going to tell you what it's going to be. Right. Rather, they're seeking input than making a plan. Absolutely. Uh, lawmaker in the Bonsack area answering a, a Roanoke County neighborhood's call for help. Delegate Sam Russell is taking action after residents in Bonsack uh, community have complained about the train, train blocking their homes. Um, it says it stops them from coming and going to their own house uh, multiple times uh, daily, and, and, and it happens you know, regularly, according to them. Friday afternoon, Rasul sent a letter to Norfolk Southern, and, uh, or, yeah, I guess he's sending it, or he had sent it. This is a story that just came out. Uh, sent it to Norfolk Southern executives asking them to take action. And he said, you know, it's uh, not acceptable for all these folks in the Bonsack uh, neighborhood 
to have their houses blocked. So uh, a delegate doing his job, I'm sure he's up for re-election, which is always good to, uh, and I don't want to be cynical here, Janet. Right. Um, it's always good for no matter what time a lawmaker is trying to make a difference. I know we had a congressman uh, in Florida back in the 70s. When a congressman or a congresswoman do something for you because you're struggling for whatever the reason is, <laughs> it goes a long way. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just don't like seeing it happen like right before the election. Well, I waited till a week before the election. Right. Do well, we've, I mean, I'm not we've saying that's all... the case here. Well, but we, we've seen situations like that. Right. Going on in some of the local races, right. uh, people playing really dirty, oh, yeah. pulling stuff the week before, uh, yeah. and I don't know that people are paying attention. Yeah, and it's it's really disturbing. Yeah, well, we had the one particularly story in my county pulled a photo from two thousand and one, like it just happened last week, right? And lied, hmm. said said his wife was in the photo, and, she and wasn't, she in, wasn't, the wasn't photo. in the photo. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, that's that's so going let's, on let's everywhere. Let's talk about other kind of politician, one that struggles financially, like the rest of us. Well, I mean, I don't know that we know what's going on with him financially, just like we don't know what's going on with most people financially. Right. Uh, some Americans rallied behind House Speaker Mike Johnson on Wednesday after a report. Nick picked his personal finances and put a harsh spotlight on the possibility that he lives paycheck to paycheck. The Daily Beast published a report headline, Does New Speaker of the House Mike Johnson Have a Bank Account? Which featured a subhead that said he's never listed a bank account on his financial disclosure. In fact, on his newest disclosure, he doesn't list a single asset at all. I don't know how that's possible. Yeah. Over the course of seven years, Johnson has never reported a checking or savings account in his name, nor in the name of his wife or children. Disclosure show. In fact, he doesn't appear to have money stashed in any investments with his latest filing covering 2022, showing no assets whatsoever. The Daily Beast senior political reporter uh, wrote this. Of course, it's unlikely Johnson doesn't actually have a bank account. What's more likely is that he lives paycheck to paycheck, so much so he doesn't have enough money to trigger the checking account disclosure rules for members of Congress. Okay. Many Americans rushed to Speaker Johnson's defense with everyone from elected officials to cable news pundits responding when it was shared on social media. Let me get this straight. The Daily Beast is furious that Speaker Johnson isn't rich, corrupt, or rich from being corrupt. He doesn't have shady business deals. He doesn't trade stocks as a congressman. Cry more, I guess. Representative Chip Roy of Texas. This should be good. So to extent accurate, He's like a lot of Americans right now, while also navigating raising a large family. What a monster. (laughs) Uh, Lauren Boebert weighed in. Don't care. Uh, Author Tim Carney said, who let the pores in? (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Uh, Joe Conca noted that there were a few things to unpack in the report. Two-thirds of Americans right now can't even afford a $400 emergency. Yeah. Members of Congress owning stocks is something everyone from AOC to Josh Hawley are against for obvious reasons. Johnson is eligible for a congressional pension at 62. Of course, we could have the Pelosi stock trades completely outperforming the S&P year after year while buying and selling companies that benefited from bills that were passed in the House. Hmm. Yes, that would be far better than being an average person, correct? Hmm. Mm. Wow. Fox Business host Charles Payne believes the examination of Johnson's financials is a sign of the crazy times we live in. Crazy times when some see it as a strike against lawmakers who are not actively using insider knowledge to make millions while serving as 
air quotes, public servants. <laughs> yeah. Worse than lobbying upon retirement is getting paid millions in campaign contributions while in office. Town Hall columnist Kurt Schlechter said, I think we need, uh, I think what we need is more rich people in Congress. Did I get that point correctly? <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is dripping with yeah, sarcasm. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, Popular X account said, imagine if you were this outraged about public servants being millionaires. Yes. Which no one is. Mm-mm, no. I mean, Bernie Sanders didn't have oh two nickels gosh. to rub together. The guy's got more, and, and his wife is constantly yep. in scandal. Right. She got She's... kicked out. And don't even get us started about Pelosi. Yeah. I, I mean, as crooked as they come. $40,000 refrigerator. Right. Uh, Monica Crawley said, I guess that Speaker Johnson could get rich by selling out Americans to the Chinese like Biden did. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all are opening up something you don't want to be stirring in. For sure. In other words, it'd be better if he had inexplicably become a millionaire on the public dime like Pelosi or Biden. Then we would know he was both corrupt and, more importantly, perfect for the job. Mm. Yeah, I don't think that was a wise move. No. Not wise. Well, let's let's hope and pray can do some good things up there. Mm. You know, it's it's we went through, what, 21 days of craziness or 22 days yeah. without a speaker. Well, and, uh, and we've been going through two years of craziness. Yeah, for oh sure. My gosh. We got to have that check and balance because this this will be a train. It's it's basically a train out of control, but it looks like somebody's trying to slow it down. That's about all we can do. Right. Right now. Mm-hmm. It's 746. If you'd like to call and chime in on some things, if you've gone by the Pancake Jamboree and would like to check in, give us a call. 866 916 Three seven seven six. More Friday funnies on the way, but first we've got to get to a five and dine. Yeah, we do. My gosh, what's in the kitchen today? Mmm, yumminess. It's time for Janet's five and dine on the morning jam. Give her five minutes, and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market. They're on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg, cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day and working hard to keep their prices low so you can keep your food bill in check. Mm. 30th anniversary, that's what yeah. they're celebrating this they week. they a big thing tomorrow. They're going to be doing all kinds of giveaways and right. stuff. And you can go by and register to win $200 worth of groceries. Yeah. That goes a long way at FNL. Oh, absolutely. Uh, today's recipe is one that we had last night for supper. And I will tell you, I had done a freezer uh, of this Mm -hmm. a a vacuum sealed Mm -hmm. bag of this and we brought it out it was a full year later and it tastes like i just made it yesterday so to say it freezes beautifully is putting it very mildly Uh, this is a greek white bean soup it has garlic and lemon in it and it is super delicious they have great prices on dried beans at uh, fnl you're going to need a small bag of the canon cannellini beans that's what we like they're the Mm -hmm. white kidney beans you can also use navy beans for this one if you like you're going to soak those in water overnight and you're going to fill your cooking pot with water add the beans in bring it to a boil and cook for three to four minutes and then drain the beans in a strainer then in a medium-sized cooking pot you're going to add your olive oil and you're going to put in your onion and saute that and then at the last minute you're going to put in your garlic Then you'll put in your beans along with one and a half liters of water. Bring that to a boil. Reduce the heat to medium low with the lid on. And uh, you're going to vent that just a little bit. And you're just going to let that simmer for a couple of hours. 
Then you're gonna add in some celery and carrot, salt and pepper, and you're gonna simmer that until the soup gets nice and thick. Then you're gonna add some lemon juice and some lemon zest, remove it from the heat, serve it up with some fresh ground pepper on top. It is super simple, but I dare say, it'll be one of the best white bean soups you've ever had. Find that recipe by going to Facebook, type in Janet's Five and Dine. You'll find this recipe and all the recipes we share, brought to you by FNL Market, Memorial Avenue, Lynchburg, where their meats are cut above. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the Morning Jam with Janet and Mark on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. There's a couple that got so lost at the corn maze, they called 911. I mean, it was like, seriously, it was like 3 in the morning, they called 911. I would love to have heard that. 911, what's your emergency? We're trapped. Yes, everyone's gone. The creatures, the employees, the customers. It's three in the morning. We're scared. What do you mean you're trapped? Are you in a building? No, we're Mr. Pickles Pumpkin Patch. <laughs> we're in a corn maze, and no, it's not amazing. <laughs> we're so confused. <laughs> we feel cornered. <laughs> it's going to get worse. <laughs> We're from the Silicorn Valley. My boyfriend's name is Cornelius. My name is Candy, Candy Corn. Um, are you still there? Do I still have your ear? Uh, you Yellow. did this on purpose. Yellow. Oh, is this the captain? May I please speak to the colonel? Uh, we're scared, we're the corn maze. We feel like we're being stalked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's rapid fire. Yeah. Trey Lyle style. Mm-hmm. Actually, he wasn't that fast, I'm sure. Oh, no. On his feet. No. <laughs> some of those were bearable. <laughs> some, 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 some not. Some not. Some I get not it. Some not so much. But I that, get it. But that's okay. You know, I'm not, I love puns done well. How about I, corn mazes? Um, I don't know that I've ever, I've been in mazes before, right. like the boxwood mazes and some right. of that. I don't think I've ever done the, the corn maze. Have you? Yeah. I, well, we've done the one up in, uh, going to bedford or going to roanoke it's on the left and it's a big they got all kinds of stuff going on at that at that particular one i I, the name slips my mind but one year we um they gave the aerial shot and it was the face of frank beamer oh my gosh how does that work i don't even know how you pull that off yeah, I'd like to see that. I, I wonder if they have one of those videos that just shows yeah, them I, doing I, it. I would I, love to know how they did that. Yeah, that's it, it's got to be software and something telling something with GPS control and all that. Mm-hmm. Just cray cray. All right. <laughs> uh, so the, the the new controversy we we've moved past the candy corn. Okay. Controversy. All right. Of twenty twenty three. Okay. Um, looks like now the new one is. To decorate for Christmas or not to decorate to Christmas. Just just all together? Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, I I thought this was kind of funny. Uh, Mayor Reed put on her Facebook post, said, uh, okay, listen, it's clear by many of the posts that I've seen that there's a lot of controversy and it's time for a serious talk. At first, you might think she was talking about something else. Right, right. Uh, It appears there's a strong shift in the desire to decorate for Christmas like yesterday. Mm -hmm. 
I, for one, support this notion because for all the time and money we put into decorating for Christmas, one month isn't enough to enjoy. But I'm also a firm believer in taking those down right after New Year's. Oh, also, okay. I fall in that category. Yeah. Now I've read the post about not being rude to Thanksgiving and hurting its feelings, and I agree. Jeez. So I feel we should consider a possible date change for Thanksgiving so that oh. we can give it its fair attention and also get our full portion of Christmas joy. Okay. She says she wants to start a petition. Oh, Maybe we could get it in the first week in November. I don't know. But I do know the pilgrims and Native Americans probably wouldn't be offended. Well, Just my thought on a, a chilly night as I'm putting up my Christmas decorations with my turkeys and pumpkins on my table. Well, there you go. <laughs> When do you all decorate? She's kept her sense of humor. I love that. Yeah, well, you got to try. <laughs> yeah. When do you guys decorate? Uh, Text us. Yeah, us. It's usually we start the Thanksgiving weekend. We, okay, yeah, we that's, that's what I... Sometimes I'll together. do it a little bit beforehand, but yeah, yeah. it's usually right after Thanksgiving. Man, that's, that is so close. That is like almost here. I know. That's, I know, it is. See, I've, mm. I've started, I have children that are like of the age that can help me now. So right. I'm not quite as overwhelmed as I, as sure. I used to be. David from Bedford, don't give me a hard time because I said one and a half liters. You know what a liter is. <laughs> giving me, don't, don't metric shame me, sir. Wow. I'm just saying. Metric shame. I'll tell you what wow. we did do last night, though. We did, uh, we did start rehearsal for Live from Rose Ridge. We're doing It's a Wonderful Life this year. Mm-hmm. And you know what else we're doing? What? We uh, we started practicing the music. We got the Santa Sisters coming. Okay. And we thought, we would wonder what it was like if you had like a song, a modern song done like the Andrews Sisters. Yeah. This is one that we're going to be working on um, for the show coming up on the 16th and 17th of December. I think I might love that song again. Yeah, that's uh, Wham, right? Yeah. 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 We're reworking it, though. Okay. I think it's so much fun. Yeah. So much fun. <laughs> yeah, we had a good time with that last night. Good. This is going to this is gonna be a fun show. So, uh, What are the dates? Uh, 16th at 6 o'clock, and then on Sunday, 4 o'clock. Okay. Show. Uh, you can find out more at secondstageamherst.com. All right. It is uh, almost 8 o'clock. Can't believe it. Mm-hmm. Got another hour of the program. Some more Friday funnies on the way. CBS News coming up with the latest on what's going on overseas with the uh, Middle Eastern mess, we'll call it. And then uh, Bill Trefiro will talk about some local stories as well. Thanks for being here. <laughs>